All right, guys. No, seriously. Let's begin. Tonight, tonight we're actually talking, uh, tonight and next week, and they're not really that connected except for the fact that I decided I was going to talk about two things that I think are very necessary for us to get a darn good hold on before this next year. So tonight and next week are, um, like I said, they're not like big messages. They're just kind of like reminders. They're not insanely long. They aren't overly biblical. Uh, they're not winning cases for you. They're more a call, a reminder, kind of a bringing back, and hopefully just kind of an encouragement as well. So these next two weeks, basically the idea is, is what do I really feel, two things, that we really need to work on and get more into for this next year. Because that's really my thing, is the new year is right around the bend. It's going to be here in like a second, which is frightening to think that 08 is going to be here. Um, this last year, we had an awesome time. Um, I had a great 2007. I'd say that ministry in Steadfast was better than it's ever been before. Um, we did a lot of really cool things. We had people get saved. We had people get baptized. We had people leave from this place and go out to do a lot of cool other stuff, which is awesome to be ascending ministry as well. People are leaving from here with a knowledge of Jesus Christ to go out into their, into their lives. Um, we've had really cool events. We've had uh, message series the entire year that have been um, focused outwardly towards people who are coming in. Um, hopefully that you know, people understand and um, get an idea of who Jesus Christ is. There's been real relationships made, I believe, in this past year. Friendships built um, and people getting a lot closer than they ever were at the beginning of the last year. I know I feel closer to a lot of you than I did at the beginning of this last year. Some of you guys I didn't even know. Some of you guys I feel a lot closer to. So, altogether, 07, a good year. But as 07 kind of wraps up and draws to a close in December, I really am hopeful and excited about a new year. New Year's is either one of two things as I see it. A lot of people are really sad when New Year's come around, which I don't know why, except for the fact that for some reason, every time I listen to Odd Lang Sing, whatever that's called, it always kind of makes me sad, doesn't it? You? It always makes me kind of feel sad, which is weird. Because in all reality, I don't know if my view has changed, but I, I really look forward to a new year now. I'm kind of excited. Because when I look at this year, I think that we did a pretty good job, but I look at next year and I see even more on the horizon. It excites me to think about what all can happen, what can be accomplished, not just what I can do in ministry, but what you guys can do in ministry. It's really cool being a leader of something because you see a lot of potential. And like when I look at you guys, I'm like, there's so much cool stuff that you guys can do. So it's really exciting. And I pray for you guys all the time about that. So I'm looking forward to what this next year is going to really hold, not just for me, but for all of us. What's going to hold for steadfast? You guys are steadfast. You know that. But one thing that I do know is that if I think back of this last year, what's something that hasn't been given the priority that maybe it should have? And one thing that I think that we really should focus on more for this next year is prayer. When I think of this year, there's a lot of really cool things. And I know that we did pray. But when I think back of our prayer time, I don't feel satisfied not in one bit. I feel kind of let down. I feel like we could have done better, we could have done more, and we could have spent more time praying. So that's kind of what I bring you tonight, is just kind of a talk about, about 
this idea of prayer and what we've done. No question to me, I don't think we've done enough. Um, as most of you guys know, prayer is quite simply communication with God. It's pretty simple. Um, it's just talking to God, letting him know about you and wanting to know more about him. Pretty simple. I say that we expect a lot from God. We want a lot. But a lot of times we won't even take the time to talk to him about that. When I look at this new year, there's so many new things that I want him to do. There's so many cool things that I want to see happen. And I know a lot of you guys probably share that same thing. There's so many interesting things that you want from God, but you won't even take time to talk to the guy. So what do you expect? Um, I think that we need to actually get serious about prayer and start to get in on it a lot more than we have in the past. I want to read for you Luke 18, uh, 1 through 8. If you guys want to turn there, you can, or you can just listen to me. And I'm going to read it to you in the message, which, has it been an entire year of me saying that I'm on my message kick? Because it feels like it was just yesterday. Actually, it's kind of exciting. I'm reading Revelation right now in the message, and I just about finished the New Testament, reading all the way through in the Message Bible been interesting. Luke 18, 1 through 8 in the message. So Jesus told them a story showing uh, that it was necessary for them to pray consistently and never quit. He said there was once a judge in some city who never gave God a thought or cared nothing for people. A widow in that city kept after him. My rights are being violated. Protect me. He never gave her the time of day, but after this went on and on, he said to himself, I care nothing for what God thinks, even less what people think. But because this widow won't quit badgering me, I'd better do something and see that she gets justice. Otherwise, I'm going to end up beaten black and blue by her pounding. Then the master said, Do you hear what the judge, corrupt as he is, is saying? So what makes you think God won't step in and work justice for his chosen people who continue to cry out for help? Won't he stick up for them? I assure you he will. He will not drag his feet. But how much of that kind of persistent faith will the Son of Man find on the earth when he returns? So Jesus brings to them this story. And he says about this widow that, that keeps on persistently, um, consistently just asking over and over again for this judge. And the judge is, a, is an evil man, it says. But he still says, all right, fine. And he gives in to her. And he tells her, yeah, I will help out. He says, how much more do you think God, who we just talked, we just a whole series about how much he loves you, is going to help you when you cry out and you ask him and ask him for help and count on him for stuff? He says, of course he's going to help you. So we'll sit and we'll wring our hands in worry. You ever see people wring their hands? So nervous. Or we'll be sad because we don't see anything happening. Or we'll complain that something's not working out but we won't pray about it. It's a pretty true consistency in our life. God said that our prayers could literally move a mountain if we had that much faith. Now, honestly, I don't know how much faith I have. Sometimes I feel like I have faith. Sometimes I feel pretty weak in my faith. So if I can move a mountain, if he said, if you have a mustard-sized faith, you know, you could move a mountain... Well, maybe I'm not quite up to mustard seed-sized faith, which can move a mountain, but maybe I have enough faith to ask God to move the hill in my backyard. You see what I'm saying? 
People are afraid, and people think, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I don't have enough faith to ask God to do this, and he's going to do it. But God said you could move a mountain. So what's to say that God wouldn't just move that little hill that's in your life? That he wouldn't take care of that slope, that little plateau in your backyard and do something about it? I ask you some questions, and you think about these. They're rhetorical, so don't answer them. Do we not believe that God wants to help? Because he does. Do we believe that he is not big enough? Because he is. Do we believe that we aren't worthy enough? Because we are through Christ Jesus. Will we actually do something about it? And this one I can't answer. The first three I could, but this one I can't because it's up to you. I can tell you what the answer should be, but I can't tell you what your answer will be because each and every one of you have to make it. Will you actually do something about it? I can't answer that because it's all up to you. Are you actually going to do something about praying? Would you actually begin to focus in on what prayer is supposed to be, asking God to do things within your life and within the lives of others? Now, people I think, at least, I don't know what you guys think, but I think a lot of people are afraid to pray because they don't know what prayer is. I think a lot of people grew up in the church and they think that maybe the only prayer is the prayer that they heard that you know their preacher let them in and they don't understand how to talk to God whatsoever. So let me just kind of um, set this straight for you because all of us already know how to pray. It's nothing out of the ordinary. All of us know how to do it. Maybe just sometimes we try to make it more complicated than it really is because Prayer, quite simply, is just communication with God, talking. And this can be a whole host of things, and I'll list some for you. Prayer can be praise, telling God how awesome he is. It can be thanksgiving, telling him thank you for all those cool things that are in your life. It can simply be adoration, just showing God how magnificent he is, telling him how cool he is. It can be confessing sins, which I'm sure a lot of you guys might kind of know is the basis of prayer. Confessing to God what you've done wrong. How about asking God for forgiveness and saying, take these sins away from my life. I don't want to do them anymore. Asking God for help and for blessings. This could be for yourself. It could be for your family, for your friends. Could be for a group of friends like us, a ministry. Could be for your area, your town, country could be your world. You can intercede specifically for a person, praying for someone else's needs. Someone else tells you about a hard time they're going through. Someone tells you about, you know, a time in their life where they say, man, I am feeling just horrible. And you can spend time inside of your prayer time asking God to help in their situation. You can take and um, you can basically just pour out all of your thoughts, all of your dreams, your fears, your aspirations, and all of your shortcomings to God. Just talk to him and tell him about yourself. That's cool. That's prayer. The Bible even talks about praying with groans. And what I relate to this is that time where you sit down with God and you do nothing more than just sob. And that's prayer. Because your tears... And all of that emotion is directed towards God, and you're sharing that with him. That's prayer. 
that lonely night where you're sitting alone in your bedroom crying, thinking that no one's there with you? God is. That can be prayer. It can be spent yielding, simply waiting for God to talk to you. Maybe just waiting in silence because you want to experience his presence. It can be waiting for an answer, like I said, or it can just be wanting God to tell you something that maybe you've never heard before. Not only that, but you can let prayer come directly from your spirit. And I don't know how all you guys feel about this. I don't really care. I'm going to tell you what I think anyway. But I completely believe in prayer uh, in tongues. The Bible talks about speaking in tongues. It talks about a prayer language that God gives us. The um, Bible says that when we're saved, the Holy Spirit can come into our lives and live inside of us. That little tap on your head that tells you that something's wrong, that's the Holy Spirit checking you and telling you this isn't the right direction. Everyone has the Holy Spirit in them. But the Bible talks about Holy Spirit coming in a special way on our lives. It talks about the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which gives us power, basically giving us um, strength to talk about God, to encourage people in God, to spread his word. And it talks about people speaking in tongues in prayer. And what that is, is it's, it's a direct connect between your soul and God. And it's speaking words that you might not even understand in a language that you don't even know. But it's just your, it's your spirit talking to God. And I completely believe in that. I've heard it time and time again, and I have done it myself. It can be prophecy even. Letting God speak through you to someone else. Now, there is so much to prayer, if you just listen to all those. That's a huge, huge list that varies from one extent to the other. Extremely selfish to extremely selfless. Um, extremely focused to extremely wandering in thought. But all of it can be prayer. There's so much to it. Um, and God wants it to be a serious part of our life, actually considerable part of our time. Um, a long time ago, I had this girl that I knew, and she's a Christian, and I was talking to her one time about prayer. And she was older than me, and she's pretty smart. And she asked people, she says, how many of you guys think that you could pray for one hour straight? I'd never prayed for one hour straight, but I raised my hand and said, yeah, I think I could pray for one hour straight. She laughed at me. She says, I don't think so. You think you could pray for one hour straight, she said. She says, it's really hard. Well, I was too young at the time to backhand her, because that's what I should have done, and said, how dare you get behind me, Satan, because that's what that answer was. That wasn't godly. That was a completely horrible answer to give to someone. But I stand on the exact opposite of it. I don't know where you guys are and where you have prayed, how much you have, but I believe that every single person in this room right now could sit down and pray for an hour without any problem. People are afraid and think that you can't pray and that, you know, I'm going to run out of stuff in five minutes. I doubt it. You could sit down and pray for an hour easily. Just did it this afternoon myself. Sat down and prayed for an hour. Very, very easy to do, especially when you look at that whole list of things. You're telling me you don't have a whole bunch of friends that need to be talked about to God? You're telling me you don't have family members that you wouldn't pour your heart out and say, God, please do something in their life? You're telling me that you don't have some sort of inner, you know, reality for what this world is going through and praying that things will begin to work out, people will be saved from horrible adversity? Are you telling me that you're so pure that you don't have a whole host of things to tell God that you're sorry for and ask him to help in your own life? There is so much to be prayed about. 
an hour. I think all of you could do it easy if you sat down and you actually tried to pray, not just sat there and figured I could say a few things to God, but you actually wanted to pray. Easily you guys could. But the issue isn't that you can pray, because I know all of you can. It's easy. It's simply talking to God. But will you pray? That's really the issue that we're talking about. Um, Are you going to wake up and begin praising God, pray through all things, and then by the time you finish your day, you're praising God once again for what your day had? Living a whole day of prayer. Can you imagine that? You know, waking up, praising God that you're alive, walking through your day and praying through all different circumstances. Can you imagine how blessed and how directed your life would be if you prayed about every single situation that you went through? We have a lot of problems in our lives. A lot of failures and shortcomings. Can you imagine how much less those would be if we actually prayed about every situation and we asked God's perspective? And I'm not saying that you have to, like, have people always joke around, but waking up and you go downstairs, you open your cabinet and say, God, should I eat Cocoa Puffs or Fruity Pebbles? Right? I'm not talking about that. But what if you put everything in God's hands and you tell him that? Maybe there is a reason you go downstairs and you reach for Cocoa Puffs and instead you grab Fruity Pebbles. Later on at school, you're still putting everything in God's hands and there's a reason why you don't take the normal route to your locker, but you take another one. Maybe it's a reason that you're slightly late for class and you bump into somebody and you make a friendship. And then two weeks later, you're talking about Fruity Pebbles and how much you like them. Who's to say God wouldn't use something so small and so minuscule if you gave every single aspect of your life to God in prayer? He could. Could you imagine how blessed that life would be? What if you made a point also, there's, there's that living through prayer, which I want to encourage you guys to do. But what if you made it a point also to be in focused prayer times with God? And this can be on your own. But the cool thing is, is, is you guys aren't on a desert island here. Um, you're part of a really cool ministry in a really cool church. There's times that are set aside throughout this week that are made for focused prayer time on God. Tuesday nights, right here in the same room. CYM started it a long time ago, called Tuesday Night Prayer. Quite simply, 6.30, 7.30, one hour, all focused on prayer. You come here, and there's no, per- there's no performance. There's no speaker coming up to tell you something. There's no worship. You know, there's someone's not, it's, it's not a church service. You come here, and you pray. You interact with God. That's the entire point. A focused time where you actually get to relate to God and you actually get to run into him. It's awesome. Tuesday night prayer can absolutely change your life. Um, you guys might know some of the stories, but you know there's, there's a story of Jesus Christ where he goes into um, his temple and there's people who are exchanging money and they're, be, they're being cheats and they're being liars. And you, probably, you guys have probably heard the story about Jesus chasing them out. He overturns tables. He kicks them out of the place. I know people have used it before, but it's true. In Jesus, people always say, because it's true, Jesus says, my house will be called a house of prayer. People say, you know, Jesus didn't say my house will be called a house of praise. My house will be called a house of speaking. My house will be this. And it's really good because it's true, because that, that was Jesus' words. But let's look at it at kind of a cooler level as this, okay? When you guys are really angry, do you think about what you're saying? No, you don't. A lot of times when you get really angry... You say exactly what's on your heart, don't you? In those moments, you don't check, you don't 
double check. You don't run anything through a filter. You say exactly what your heart is saying. Jesus, at a time when he was ridiculously mad, blindingly angry, chases these, men's out, these men out, and the first thing out of his mouth is, my house will be called a house of prayer. The cool thing is, is I don't think Jesus had to think about this and think, what do I want the prophets writing down in this? It's because this is what was on Jesus' heart, and that's why he spoke it at an angry time where he wasn't even thinking. It's just what come out, because that's what was really deep in his heart. Is this is a place where people are supposed to be able to come and meet with God and communicate with him. That's what we're supposed to be doing too. And there's these times, man, Tuesday nights are awesome, a time where you can focus in and there's, you know, we have, we have some worship music going so it doesn't feel like you're just sitting in silence. Um, you know, people have all different ways that they pray. Some people will be kneeling down. Some people will be hunched over in a corner. Some people will be walking up and down this place. You know, some people will just be standing. Everyone has all these different postures. It doesn't matter how you posture your prayer in your body. It's how you pray in your spirit, how you talk to God. But what stops us? How are we too busy? We have too much to do? What are we doing better on Tuesday nights? What do we have better to do? Is it because we're doing homework? You tell me you can't find time for homework? You know, is it, we're not here on Tuesdays because, what, our favorite TV show is on? You see what I'm saying? This is an important time where I can connect with God one-on-one and hear what he has to say for my life, but instead I'll trade it for something stupid that I can get any other day of the week. Why are you too busy? I tell you this, and it's completely true because I've seen it in my own life, is if you make a priority of prayer, God will find ways for other things to happen. I've been here plenty of times in the past, um, not getting schoolwork done, Went to Tuesday night prayer, went to Wednesday night CYM, and even come to Thursday night steadfast, and my homework gets done. God makes ways, gives me extra energy. Swear to God one time he did my homework for me. Not joking. God will make a way if you put him first. I'm not joking about the homework thing. Went to school, totally knew I didn't do my assignment, opened my book, and it was done. Either I woke up in the middle of the night, compelled by the Spirit, and did my homework, or God just did it for me. I don't know, and I didn't ask questions. I simply thank God, and I turned it in. God can do crazy stuff when you give him uh, what's coming to him. Or what about even just tonight? People show up at 7 o'clock, and that's cool, because that's when service starts. But why can't you be here at 6.30? And why can't you be here for pre-service prayer and pray over what happens tonight? You know, it's only a half an hour earlier. What does that mean, that you didn't get, you know, a few more extra minutes in the shower? You didn't get a few more extra minutes to eat. You didn't get a few more extra minutes to watch a TV show. But instead, you come here and you pray before tonight. It could completely change the outcome of your night. You come here and you pray and ask God to show you what you need to hear tonight. You might completely change how the message sounds to you. You might completely change how the Bible sounds to you. How about this? If I told you that coming to pre-service prayer could mean the difference between someone hearing the message and someone hearing the message and getting saved, would you not be here? If your prayers here at 6.30, asking God to pour out a spirit, could be the difference between the Holy Spirit touching someone's heart and them understanding it and getting saved, wouldn't you be here? That's exactly what I'm saying. We're here to invite the Holy Spirit, and we're here to open this place up and say this is a place only for God, not a place for everything else that this world has to say. 
but this is a place that when we come in, we're supposed to be able to just focus in on you. And we're clearing this room of everything that's, everything that's negative and everything that would take us down, and we're opening this place up for God and inviting his spirit. It can mean the difference between someone getting saved and someone not. I completely believe that. But how are we too busy? We need to eat. We need to do this other stuff like this. Why can't we make time to get here and to pray for pre-service prayer? Now I work on messages. I pray over messages. Um, I pray over what happens. But my prayer isn't enough, and my preparation isn't enough. If we actually want Steadfast to do something awesome, it's got to be you guys too. If you want new people coming in and getting saved, if you want to really experience what's going to happen, can't let it up to me because it's not going to get done that well. I can't make up for all you guys. It's synergy when we get together. We equal up for more than what even all of us combined is. When we get together, it's not just the fact that I'm praying and then you're praying and someone else is praying and we're three times as strong. It's I pray and someone else prays and someone else prays and we're six times as strong. Because when we're joined together, exponentially, we grow in strength. So why can't you be here for 6.30 prayer? Why can't you be here for 6.30 on Tuesday nights to pray for an hour? And the big question that I asked you tonight, the big one that I actually want you to think of, is what is possibly more important? What's more important? What is more important than being here on Tuesday nights and having a time where the whole entire focus is trying to get closer to God? What is more important than being here at 6.30 on Thursday nights to pray over this service and to make sure that the Holy Spirit has its way inside of it? What are we doing at those times that we will actually try to say that's more important? Can you think of anything? Anyone? No. Because any, any answer you give me isn't going to work. I can cheat it down. Because God's more important. Because His Spirit is more important. Being here is just that important. I'm not trying to sound harsh, and I'm not trying to slam anybody down and make you feel bad. That's not my point. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about not being here. I'm trying to encourage you and tell you that you should be. Because really, I've seen the difference happen in my own life, and I know that the same difference can happen in your life when you make a priority of it. Like I said, what if this makes a difference between you really getting it? What if this makes a difference between someone else really getting it? Isn't it worth it? But really, just like I said a few minutes ago when I asked you those questions, it's all up to you. Will you actually respond? What are you actually going to do? I don't know the answers to these because they're yours to make. I can tell you this. If you and if we make prayer a focus, God's going to do crazy stuff. Crazy stuff this next year. God wants to move mountains. The only reason he's not is because we haven't asked him yet. That's the whole reason why. We start asking them, they're going to move. So here's what I want to do tonight. I want to pray with you guys. But then we're going to go into worship. But after we finish worship, we're going to go into a time of prayer. And I know I told you guys before, you can worship however you want to, wherever you want to. The main thing is that you focus on God. But after these two worship songs finish, we're going to go into a short time of prayer. And what I want you guys is to focus on not just all these things, but let's pray about, pray about prayer as well. If you want to start getting into this, if you want to start getting this focus, ask God to give you a heart for prayer. Ask God to give you a passion for it 
that even outnumbers what your body says you want, that when you feel tired, you rather feel like praying instead of sleeping. Ask God for that same passion. Because I know it can happen. And after we finish, we're going to come back and we'll sing one more worship song together and then we'll be dismissed. But I want you to really focus during this. And like I said, man, don't feel scared one bit. There's so much to prayer that you can do. There's so many different things that you can do inside of this time. Just focus on it and talk to God. That's the whole thing about it. No matter what you're feeling right now, you have something to pray to God. If you love him, you love him. If right now you say, dude, seriously, ain't feeling you, that's prayer too. Just talking to God and being honest. That's prayer. So I want to pray with you guys. Jesus, I thank you for tonight. And I thank you for what you're going to do in each of us. I believe 100% in Jesus Christ that prayer is something that we have not been focusing on um, for a time now. So I ask you, Jesus Christ, that you would just build this in our heart. And I know, Jesus Christ, without a shadow of a doubt, in my own spirit, in my own mind, that when we start to put prayer first, when we start to make that a priority, that you are going to move mountains, you are going to change circumstances, people are going to be healed, people are going to be saved, people are going to come into the kingdom, Lord God. So I pray to you, Jesus Christ, that you would build this within our hearts. Let that question resound in us every single time we don't feel like going to Tuesday night prayer, every time we don't feel like being here for pre-service prayer, that comes to our minds, what is more important? What is possibly more important than coming and communicating with my God? So put this in our hearts and just let it get deep down because I know if we start communicating with, with you, you have so much to tell us, you have so much to show us, you have so many awesome things that you want us to understand. So I thank you for tonight, Jesus Christ, and I pray to you that during um, this time and even after this time that you're just going to show us so many cool things. It's your precious name that I pray in Jesus Christ and only in your name. Amen.